0: Thank you very much, wonderful band, for that inspiration. Let's give them some more appreciation. Thank you. Uh, good morning to you. This month, our theme, our focus for the whole month is community, which is why today, after this 9 a.m. service, right here in the sanctuary, we're going to have some Christmas or holiday sing-alongs. We'll have lyrics on the screen with, you know, indication what to sing. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. So stay afterwards, because there'll also be cookies. And if you have young people with you and... and Everybody is welcome to participate in creating ornaments that we can use to decorate the tree outside. So stay after service. And then on Wednesday, the 21st of December, it's solstice. And so we're going to have a solstice celebration at 7 p.m. right here in the social hall. So come along and be pagan with us. <laughs> I want to begin today by acknowledging Reverend Ruth Barnhart's beautiful message from last week. Ah, yes. If you missed it, you can watch it on our YouTube channel. Just go to our website, cslsr.org, look under media, and there you can see a whole library of videos and can you watch her beautiful message in which she reminded us that we are not here in this life to get stuff or to even get our what we want but that we are here to open our hearts and to recognize what is present and alive in us and then to also realize and here's the community part that what is present and alive in us is also present and alive in others whether they know it or not whether we know it or not sometimes we lose track of it story time a speaker started off her presentation by holding up a $100 bill. And she said, who would like this? And hands went up right away. And she said, all right, I am going to give this $100 bill to somebody, but first let me do this. And she crumpled it up viciously into a little ball. And she said, who still wants this? And Hands went up right away. And she said, all right, but first... Let me do this. And she threw the crumpled $100 bill on the floor, and she tromped it, and she squished it down and drove her heel into it. And she picked it up, and she said, who wants this? And still the hands went up. And she said, you see, no matter what I did to the money, you still wanted it. Because it did not decrease in value. And the story, as simple as it is, it continues to inspire me and remind me that sometimes in life we may be dropped, crushed, ground into the dirt, and we are walking each other back home to the realization That what remains in us remains the same as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be. We are walking each other back to the realization that despite what happens in life to us, that there remains that something in us, we're we're traveling back home to that realization. We have a shared heritage, all of us in that we are made from the very same stuff that all of creation is made of. And the spiritual journey is the journey of returning home to the awareness of that stuff that we share in common. Now the interesting thing is that though we are made of the exact same stuff, we each bring something that is unique to life. We are different at the same time. That's why I love that our focus this month is on community because it's in community, especially spiritual community, that we can explore our uniqueness and explore what we bring to life. Community is we, well, it's the place where we play out our life on a larger way. I mean, it's in community where the real juicy, lovely stuff comes alive. That's where our connections are. That's where we can collaborate. That's where we can celebrate our wins and also our losses. That's where we can be there for each other in our joys and in our triumphs and also in our disappointments. Togetherness is wonderful. Still, As a friend once said to me, my life would be great if it weren't for other people. (laughs) Now, she was joking. She was being playful, but she went on to say, you know, for her, she's learning to pay attention to the qualities in other people." that inspire her to be a better person in the world. And you need community for that. You can't do that in isolation. So she told me she's made a kind of game, a habit of trying to guess what other people value, what's important to them by watching them watching how they show up in the world. And she told me she's even started asking people if what she guesses about them is correct. For example, she may say to somebody, you know, it seems to me that sharing is very important to you. Is that correct? Or she might say, you know, I'm guessing that loyalty is a very strong value for you. Am I right? And she says, for many people... When she asks, they brighten up. It's as if they didn't realize until she asked that somebody was seeing them for who they are. Somebody was recognizing that their inner $100 bill was still valuable and appreciated. Yes, we're made of the same stuff. And we do bring something unique to life, something that is important to us. And sometimes that something can get trampled on, messed up, forgotten. And spiritual living is about coming back to what is important and making a priority out of it. You know, like the women of Iran are doing right now, who are on a brave, well, and dangerous journey back to freedom and dignity and respect. Getting clear on what is important, well, to me, well, it it was a life changer for me Getting clear on what I let influence me was very eye-opening for me. I remember many years ago watching a documentary about the advertising industry in which it explained how we can let outer appearances influence us to the point where they can override the things that we value. Because it turns out, the documentary said, that the more physically attractive a salesperson is, the greater their sales are. And I watched and I thought about it. I said, do I really let myself be influenced like that? Am I that shallow? Hmm. Well, to be brutally honest... Yeah. Sometimes I will let charming take priority over authentic. Sometimes I will let being dazzled take priority over integrity. I'm just confessing to my community. And sometimes I will even make excuses for bad attitudes and behavior If I think genius is present, hmm. You know, one of my greatest disappointments in life was that moment when I realized a mentor that I respected for her genius had no regard for me. And I had for years made excuses for her treatment of me. I would tell myself it's worth it <laughs> because of the genius insights I'm getting out of it. You see, somewhere along the road, I forgot my, va- and I forgot that important saying people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. I forgot what I care about. You know, the same is true for religious ideologies. People will eventually abandon a religious ideology. The ideology may survive, but the people will abandon it if it has no regard for decency, kindness, compassion, no matter what it promises. The Roman emperor and philosopher Marcus Aurelius, he said, and this is nearly 2,000 years ago, he said that we should never value something if it makes us break our word or lose our self-respect. So today I'm asking myself the question, and I invite you to consider it yourself. What do you care about? What is a priority for you? In your life. I'm thinking about the values of our center. Every other month we read them. Spiritual living. Integrity. Love. Compassion. I care about these. But are they a priority for me? I want them in my life. But do I let them be the driving force in my choices? Again, to be painfully honest, sometimes I put them aside, put them on the back burner when I think something is more important, more advantageous. For example, if I'm not careful, I can let mm, approval, popularity, acceptance, cleverness, being right, greed selfishness, I can let it take priority. It creeps up. So I have to often ask myself a question that one of my close friends often asks me in such a situation. Edward, how's that working for you? (laughs) And, And I'll add, Edward, how's this selfishness working in your relationship? How's the selfishness working in your community? Or I could get really big and say, hey, Edward, this greed. How is that creating a world that works for everyone? Ew. Now, in addition to the values of our spiritual center, spiritual living, integrity, love, and compassion, I also have personal values, as I'm sure you do. I value kindness. And I value honesty, and to be brutally honest, <laughs> they 're not always a priority for me. Another documentary I once watched a long time ago, it described how businesses in the United States, lose huge amounts of revenue as a result of employees taking little things home with them. You know, here and there. Things that might seem insignificant. A paper clip, a paper cup, some sweetened lows, this and that. And while I was shocked and indignant about what I was watching, I had to admit, I've done it. I've taken a pen home. That wasn't mine to take. When I watched that, I I had a realization that I was of two minds, divided against itself. I valued honesty and integrity, while at the same time, I had habits that sabotaged my values. It took my breath away. And from that moment, I remember it. From that moment, I, I made a practice of checking myself. If I say I value honesty, do I show up honestly? Ugh. And when I started looking, it turned out that when I said I valued honesty, I meant in other people. In you. <laughs> I had to shift. Let me see if it's possible for me to be the kind of honest person I want the world to be populated with. (sighs) Like the poet Lord Byron wrote, all who joy would win must share it. And it's helped me tremendously in my relationships and in my community. You know, it's made me um, more patient and humbler. Because now I get why it's so difficult to be upstanding and decent and on point all the time. On this journey home together, we're all going in the same direction, so be patient. And it's also helped me remember that the qualities that I want to show, to demonstrate in life, are not caused by other people or other situations. If anything, they must be discovered by each person, and then expressed in their own unique way. It's been quite freeing for me to realize that no one can make me loyal. No one can make me kind. (laughs) No one can make me act with integrity. When I started paying attention to that, I had a surprise outcome. Paying attention to my values and making a priority of them, the surprise realization was that personality can change. I changed. Many years ago, I took one of those personality profile tests. You know, there's so many of them. I took this one, and it shows what your aptitudes and preferences and strengths are. And it, it turned out that um, I was very much into order and determination and making right decisions quickly and being in charge. And some might say being controlling. Why are you not laughing? And then I discovered the center and our teaching of oneness and I started thinking not only about me, what's important to me, but also what do I bring to my relationships? What do I bring to my community? What am I bringing to my world? And then years later, I took the same personality profile test again. And there was this big change, a shift in the results. Now it showed that I was interested in these things like collaboration and sharing of information and mutuality and intuition. And I asked, how is that possible? What's wrong with the test? (laughs) But when I thought it through, I I could remember when the shift started with that question, what is alive in me? And have I turned it into a priority? And when I did, it was like planting a seed that grew and grew from within without me even noticing the changes that it was making. What is important to you? And is it a priority? Maybe you already know. Or maybe you would like to freshen it up and get clearer. You know, there are some ways of doing that. And, and one way that I think is a lot of fun is to take a look at the people in your life and ask yourself, what do they value? Look at the people who inspire you and help you to remember the value of that inner $100 bill. Think of them, and they get a pad of paper and write down the names of the people they may be living or already passed on, who inspire you, that you have great respect for. And then, next to each name, write down three or four of the qualities, the characteristics in that person in each of them that you admire. Make them one-worders if you can, you know, like loving, wise brave, courageous, real, whatever it is, until you are finished, made the list for each person. Step two, get a new page and transfer all the qualities that you wrote down for all those people, but transfer them in order of frequency of mention. In other words, look at the list, and if kindness shows up ten times, Put it at the top. And, and put all the, name, the qualities on the list eventually. And when you're done, you now have a list of qualities ranked in order for you to contemplate. And if you've got 10 qualities of the list, it'll take you 10 days to go through it. And if you've got 20 qualities on the list, it'll take you 20 days to go through it. And here's one way you might practice Let's say the most prominent quality on that list is kindness, for example. On day one, sit down somewhere where you won't be disturbed. Turn off your smart devices and look at that first quality, kindness. And just think about it. Ask yourself, what does it mean? If you're a journaler, journal about it. Or if you're a researcher, get online and look up what does it mean. And then after a moment, imagine yourself being filled with it. Imagine yourself as a person who is guided by that quality. Then after a moment, let all processing stop and just sit. Just for a moment. Then after a moment, just say the words, I am kindness. Even if you don't yet identify with it. Even if you have a whole lot of it already. And that's it. Seed planted. The next day, you move to the second quality on the list. And then the third, and then the fourth. And when you get to the end of the list, start again. Until you've done it for three months. Here's what happens. Well, it's what happens to me. When I do this, I become so tuned into those qualities that I have respect for, that I admire, that I start to notice the places in my life, in my relationships, and in my community where I am not being them. And it becomes more and more difficult for me to ignore it. I once met a scientist, a wonderful woman. We would have great conversations. I always learned something when talking to her, no matter what the topic was. And here's the thing I valued and admired about her even more than the interesting conversation. She never ever had to explain to me that integrity was important to her. I got it right away. Here's the other thing I loved about her. Her personal commitment to integrity is so strong that when I'm with her, it rubs off on me. Now, wait a minute. Didn't I just say a moment, nobody can make me be kind? Nobody can make me be this quality or that quality. Well, that's true. And what is also true, it seems that you and I, we influence each other by what is strong and alive in us. So when we get clear on that and make it a priority, oh, then we radiate it as a light for everyone who is on the same journey home that we are. To be authentic and real, I am discovering I have to do more than talk about my values. I have to live them. And, and if I fall down, or if life crushes me, I'm going to remember that $100 bill. And I'm going to start again in the morning. And I hope you will too.